I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The two of us were inseparable at uni, weren't we? It was like three straight years of pure jokes that continue to this day. Only that life happens and things change. I still remember the night you called me to tell me your dad had passed away. And I've never been sure if I'm saying the right thing or not, or if I'm there enough for you. I hope you know that I'll always be there to talk day or night, and that I'd drop anything at any time for you, just like you would for me. I'm really grateful for that, and I keep my inner circle really tight, and we're all like that with each other, aren't we? Welcome to Love Letter to My Friend, the podcast where friends write and share letters of love and thanks with each other. Hosted by me, Lisa Smazarski, and her friend, Alex Walker. Today we're joined by Ravneet Gill, pastry chef, food writer, author and the founder of Countertalk, a platform designed to help connect chefs, provide education and promote healthy work environments in the hospitality industry. When she's not doing all of that, she's the baking columnist for The Telegraph and regularly shares her mouth-watering bakes on her Ravneet Eats Instagram account. Today she's writing to her friend of 12 years, Natalie Dormer, who she first met at Southampton University. Like many friends who met at that time, Rav and Nat were united by a shared love of nights out and pasta bakes. But their inseparability at university travelled past graduation and their friendship has seen them navigate the highs and lows of adult life, including the grief of losing Nat's father. Rav and Nat, thank you so much for joining you today. It's so lovely to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having us. We're so excited. Super excited. Thank you so much. I'm going to kick off actually and ask just a little bit about your friendship before we go into the letter. How long have you both been friends? Oh, God. Um... (laughs) (laughs) So long you can't remember. Since we were 18, how old is that? 12 years? 12 12 years. years. (laughs) and you met at university is that right we met on the first day of university it's so funny it is yeah one of my closest friends I met on my very first day and then I decided don't need anyone else she'll do for the rest (laughs) (laughs) and we've been like glued to each other ever since that first day it's insane well we are so looking forward to reading your letter so uh Rav shall we get going yeah, I'm a bit nervous. <laughs> it is a little bit nerve-wracking, but I, I, I assure you it's worth it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Dear Natalie, as well as doubling up as my personal bodyguard, spokeswoman, occasional agent, you're one of my best friends. Even though the first day I met you, you were wearing a pair of glasses that I soon realised were completely fake with no lenses, I still wanted to be your mate. We met on the first day of uni in Southampton in the halls that no one else wanted to be in. 
the random ones in the middle of town that each had an ensuite bathroom and meant that none of us actually went to uni. Instead, we would spend our days shopping, eating, throwing parties and going to parties every single day. We made a lot of pasta bake. We both turned vegetarian by accident and you were as obsessed with mushrooms and apples as you are now. It's silly. You still don't eat chocolate, which is one of the things that irritates me the most about you, but you will eat white chocolate biscuits from M&S, which is progress. Snogging all the boys, <laughs> making cocktails in clean mop buckets, playing as many drinking games as possible, you were the one that everyone wanted at the party. Even though to this day I don't drink alcohol, we bonded in a way that allowed me to observe the obscenities of these parties, to relay them to you the next day. Even when you were completely pissed, you'd snap out of it in an instant if anyone so much laid a finger on me in a club. I can't count the number of times you've had to scoop me up or pluck me out of a crowd when next hype came on in the club. We would try really hard to walk to uni in the mornings for our lectures, only to never quite make it there because of how slow we would shuffle there or because we would end up bumping into so many people along the way chatting to them only to then have a dinner table full of people we had ran into in the day much to the annoyance of our other housemates the two of us were inseparable at uni weren't we it was like three straight years of pure jokes that continue to this day only that life happens and things change i still remember the night you called me to tell me your dad had passed away and i've never been sure if i'm saying the right thing or not or if i'm there enough for you I hope you know that I'll always be there to talk day or night and that I drop anything at any time for you, just like you would for me. I'm really grateful for that and I keep my inner circle really tight and we're all like that with each other, aren't we? Now, you seem to know what I'm thinking and I, what I should do in a situation before I've opened my mouth. You'll annoyingly predict what will happen and I know because you'll respond with, hmm, to a story I'm telling you when I say, yeah, but I'm definitely not going to do it. A few months later, I'll come crawling back and say exactly what you predicted happened. And you'll shout, see? And enthusiastically move your arms around and shout a bit before laughing your head off. <laughs> Nat, you're literally the proud mum that my mum struggles to be. <laughs> Always cheering me on and making a fuss about my achievements. At parties, I love to boast. This is Nat. She's like the head teacher of a whole school, you know, to which you will always correct me, assistant head. Okay, but it's the same thing. Nat, you're bloody powerful, but you don't always recognise it. And I wish you would. Everyone who meets you seems to get struck by it, and you've got an infectious energy about you. I've had a rocky few years, navigating kitchens, team dynamics, launching two companies, writing books, and through all of my difficulty, all the self-doubt and stress, Nat, you've been the voice of reason. Alongside Sarah, we make up this trio when we're together, and I think we keep each other grounded. You two are always reminding me to stay gracious, Rav, when my hot head means that I run silly ideas past you. Really far-fetched silly ideas, and you bring me back down to earth when I need it and encourage me when it's right. I say that you should be my spokeswoman, as you always know what to say and how to say it. I love you, and I hope we grow old and still crack the same jokes, eat the same food, and go on silly holidays together. I'll still continue to make the same mistakes and you'll be there to tell me you told me so. <laughs> Thank you for being my friend and keeping me out of trouble. And P.S. I'm sorry I bought you a Terrapin as a birthday present. I really didn't think it would live this long. <laughs> <laughs> that 
is so brilliant. That is so <laughs> what a lovely letter, Rav. Thank you so much for sharing that. It just made um, me smile now, the whole way through. Because I know, me too. Yeah. I'm just like, this is the <clears throat> best friendship ever. Nat, how did that feel to hear it? I was literally cracking up as well. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's genuinely so nice to hear and to know parts made me a little bit emotional I'm not really an emotional person but (laughs) (laughs) they were they were yeah they were emotional though I mean something that's not emotional but I have to start with tell me about the terrapin Michelangelo (laughs) she always says terrapin he's an aquatic turtle (laughs) right Oh God, and he will live, he'll probably outlive me. I'll have to write him in my room to, to future people. At the moment, he would go to my sister. She's probably not very happy about that. So, like, yeah, he just lives. He's going to live forever, but he is adorable. So, I mean, yeah. what, what is the logic of buying someone a, an aquatic turtle? My friend was just told me she was selling this turtle. <laughs> and I just said, I'll buy it. And it came with this like, little box. And then I kept it in my friend's room until it was Nat's birthday and then gave it to Nat as a present. And then Nat has since had to invest so much money. It was she a, like, a turtle fan? No. <laughs> no. There was no inkling that maybe she was going to be the lifelong yeah. owner of a turtle. And Nat had to spend so much to buy all these elaborate fish tanks and like, and then only like halfway through. I think it was like four years in, you found out that it wasn't a terrapin. Yeah, it was when I broke the tank. I pierced it on a banister and water went all oh. over my mum's floor. And I then had to go and buy the second out of now four tanks that I've got And the guy in the um, pet shop literally was essentially shouting at me, slating me for not knowing (laughs) that it was an aquatic turtle. My friend bought it for me. (laughs) My mum curses you all the time, Rav, that you bought that. She was like, why didn't she just buy the hamster that she said was going to buy you? Goldfish. I mean, I'm just thinking pets. Pets for friendship reasons. <laughs> Maybe not. Quite a duty. Anyway, let's go back to those university days. Um, obviously, Rav brilliantly summed up your specs that uh, <laughs> she discovered had no lenses. But what were your first impressions of Rav when you met her? That she was just super kind and super excitable as well. She was just really <laughs> adorable. She's just like a little... <laughs> pocket of energy and I kind of kept myself to myself a little bit and if it wasn't for her kind of drawing me out yeah she was just super kind super friendly super out there all the time and always laughing as she always does now as well so nothing's really changed there yeah which is nice I mean there's definitely an energy about your friendship which is pretty unique is it just laughter all the time a lot of the time (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Just a lot of laughter. We've talked about this a bit, Alex and I, because there are some friends where it's just all about the bants and it's like, you know, you you can just share a word and you are both in stitches because you've got all this shared history. Is that how you would describe your friendship? Is that how it's built or has it evolved over the years? I would say that it's like really funny, but actually I tell Nat everything. Everything and anything, because I know that she won't judge me. So actually, mm. knows all the things that I probably wouldn't even tell other people. Yeah, that knows it. You know, 
She sounds like your cheerleader as well. You've talked a lot about how she picked you up and plucked you out of crowds and trouble. She sounds like you feel like you're very safe in her presence. Very much so. And like, I also feel like sometimes externally, if things look like they're going really well or something, you know, like I remember when I got this really great job last year, I told Nat about it. But really inside, I was terrified and hating it. And I, the person I would call is Nat. To be like, actually, I really hate it. And this is really hard. And then Nat will be like my, my mentor. She'll be like, okay, this is what you're going to do. This is how you're going to have this tricky conversation. Have you done this? And she will like check up on me. So we have a lot of laughs, but she's also the voice of reason, you know? Are they, are they the characters that you play in your friendship then? Is Nat always the voice of reason or can you switch roles? We definitely switch because pretty much everything that Rav's just said about me, I would say exactly the same about her. There are so many things that I'll tell her without, and she won't have any judgment for me whatsoever. And she gives really great advice. And she's also just always there to listen. She thinks she's not saying the right things, but she always is saying the right things. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought that was a really important moment, actually, in your letter, Rav, where you talk about trying to help Nat with the loss of her father and not knowing what to say, which is an incredibly honest reaction, actually. Now, for you, what was that experience and how Rav supported you through that life? She was kind of the biggest support I had during that time. I literally told her everything. It was just a stream of consciousness mm. of all my thoughts pretty much a day and night that she listened to and responded to so well. There's so many things that she did for me during that time that just I can't even put into words how important they were to me at that time and still to this day. Um, things that I still remember still to this day that um, she just did an amazing job. So things like she organised um, a massive party um, with all of our friends for my birthday. I'm not a birthday person. Um, I'm born the day before New Year's Eve, which is like a uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, So um, I never make a big deal out of it. Yeah, really important. She organised a big party for um, all of my friends, a surprise one. Um, in Manchester so we travelled to Manchester which was really nice and it sounds like something small but it was actually something huge um, for me and it was really important during that time um, because I was having a really difficult time and she was there for me and realised that that's what I needed and I didn't even know that I needed that. That's a true friend though who knows what you need you know there is no right thing I guess to say is there but it's just knowing what you need and and how to be there for you. Going back to, to university, you talked about how much of your friendship was partying and alcohol and mop buckets with drinks in them. Um, how, how was it like for you, Rav, navigating that when you don't actually drink and watching? You know, I, I've been the sober one a lot and watching that kind of unfold as a non-drinker. Well, I think because I've never drank and I've never been drunk, that when I first started, I thought it was completely normal that I wasn't drinking and everyone else was drinking and that it was fine. And then as it sort of, you know, it got, I got more into uni, I started getting so many people questioning it, being like, why don't you drink? Have a drink, have a drink. And I used to get it pushed on mm. so much. But actually, Nat would be the one to be like, she doesn't drink. <laughs> 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 and it's okay. And like, Nat would always like step in front and make it like very known. And even recently, we are in a bar and I think I said something like, everyone was drinking. And I said, okay, I'll have an espresso martini. I don't know why I said it. And Nat was like, no, she won't. <laughs> She's like, you have a coffee. Uh, <laughs> we all need one of those friends. Yeah. But that's 
that's it. You know, it's it's hard to be different sometimes, isn't it? And the fact that your friend is prepared to back you up in that as well and, you know, take your fights on for you. Yeah. I love it. It's and also up- that reaps the benefits because now when we go out to fancy restaurants and we get sent drinks, I just like slyly scoop it over to her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nat, for you, was it a blessing or a curse that Rav could remember all of these nights out? <laughs> oh, I, I feel like it's a, a little bit of both. The amount that Rav recounts different things is ridiculous. Me falling, me falling down a lot of stairs, twisting a lot of ankles in ridiculously high heels as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's a little bit of both because usually I remember, I'm never that drunk that I don't remember what's happened, but she remembers it in cl- crystal clear clarity. And um, that sometimes is a bit like, whoa. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I must admit, I mean, that is similar to you and I, Alex, in that... Um, Sometimes. Often you're, but like, do you remember we had that long conversation about it? I'm like, talk me through it again. <laughs> Just talk me through it. <laughs> I'm more like, like, nah, I don't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so frequently. Da, da. It's done. It's done now. <laughs> I'd love that you describe that time as three years of pure jokes. It's also, I think that's what's so infectious about your friendship do you think in those early days you ever held back on the emotion? Do you think that came later through the experiences that you had? Or do you think actually that was there from the start? Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I don't know. I felt that I, ha- I navigated loads at uni, like lots of different things and lots of different relationships and friendships. And I was just told Nat everything from day one, whether she wanted to know it or not. I would just tell <laughs> You're a sharer, man. You're a sharer. <laughs> I like with very specific people. And for some reason, even if she didn't like it, I was going to tell her. But, you know, we just sort of really bonded over that because we used to spend so much time avoiding going into uni that we I mean, did you guys graduate? I am I'm curious to know that. 
We did. Rav got very in second and third year. Rav was super you serious, dragging me to the library. Yeah. But yeah, J- just a hedonistic year at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? The thing that irritates me about Nat is that she's one of those people that doesn't study. She doesn't have to, and she'll walk into an exam and do really well. I will have studied like heavily and then done maybe like the same as her or less. It's like blows my mind. Nat would always we'd have like an assignment due in and I would have got it done two weeks in advance. And then <laughs> the night before Nat is like smashing it out, you know, doing an all nighter, getting it done. And it used to drive me mad. My uni was just all nighters. That's the only time I ever yeah. did work was the night before. <laughs> you, make me yeah. you use the expression we keep our inner circle really tight which stood out to me and I I could really understand that not least because actually in our first episode of this series I said to Alex that uh, when I met her and we started to become friends it was a bit like meet the fuckers and I couldn't you know how do you get into the inner circle it was like it was just so but she you know once you're in you're in and it's all completely tight is that what it meant for you was it just about these are my people and I'm backing my people or do you translate that in a different way yeah, I think it's it's an element of trust. Once the inner circle is there, you can share anything and everything with the inner circle. You don't have to think about what you're saying. It can just come out unfiltered. I tend to not be very good at speaking um, if I have to filter it in any way, shape or form. Um, so having an inner circle is really important of people that you can trust and tell things to. People that will also just be honest with you because there's obviously a lot of people in the world that will tell you things because it's what you want to hear Mm -hmm. rather than something that would actually help you. So I think that's why having it really tight in a circle is important. And if they've been vetted by Rav, then I know that they're great people. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, actually, Rav, you use the expression no judgment as well. And I think that's not always the case in friendships, actually. You know, sometimes there can be that level. Is that why you think you became so close so quickly? Because you could just share without this judgment and know that each other's got your back? Yeah, I mean, we're both not very bitchy in the sense that even if we are, like, you know, talking about something that someone's done or, like, you know, having an occasional, like, moan about something, it doesn't really go deeper than that and it doesn't ever... It's just quite surface level and to the point where I know that we don't really do that by each other. We both really expect, like, respect each other. And friendship-wise, like, we used to live in a house full of like, eight girls and it was me and Nat. Nat. I was on the bottom floor. Nat was on her, a floor of her own and everyone else was on another floor. And even though we were all these like eight girls that would hang out and be friends, the two of us just like were, had this other friendship, if you know what I mean. And we had another friend called Sarah and the three of us were a bit of a trio. And then when we left uni, the three of us stayed really close. And then my two or three good, three of them, good friends from when I was like 11 and 12, have now like merged into this group. That's unusual, actually. Yeah, that is so quite my unusual. Friends and my uni friends of Nat and Sarah are one group now. And we just like kind of do everything together. Some people just don't mix their friendship groups. I mean, it's uh, w- we've had long discussions about mm. this, Alex, haven't we? Some people are like very separate, compartmentalised. And actually, one of my questions for you both, you two are so, or the three of you, so close and tight. Could anyone else break in? Or were you just, you know, your own little entity? So how did that come? You just were like, I love these people and I love these people I want to bring them together it happened so naturally and kind of by accident but me Nat and Sarah and we'd hang out we were also the friendship group that if you were sitting on your own in a bar or someone we would go over to you 
make friends and like pull you in for the evening. Like we were always the we were, like, very open in that sense. And we always cared that everyone was having a good time, even if we didn't know someone. So like close, but also very open. And then the merging of the groups happened organically because when I started up Counter Talk a couple of years ago, it was all about like events and my home friends would come and help and my uni friends would come and help. So they started to get to know one another and they really got on. And then more, I think in the last couple of years, we've just sort of clicked even more. We've been on holiday mm-hmm. together and now we're all like, you know, you have, have the classic WhatsApp group and we just kind <laughs> of have the event. It's all of us there. What's the WhatsApp group called? It's called like Mykonos. <laughs> <laughs> I love the random names that people are. <laughs> Isn't it called like Mykonos Rebooked? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've got a a question about arguments. It's something that I think, did we talk about in our very first episode, but we haven't touched on as much. Obviously, friends argue, especially possibly friends who've lived together or holidays together. Have you two had any big blowouts or are you more like silent sulkers or are you actually just managed to navigate everything argument free? I don't remember a time when we've argued ever. We've had like the occasional debate about something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's ne- I've never we've never fallen out touch wood and we just kind of I've never had a moan or a bitch about that or any we just kind of are pretty solid it's really rare because I actually think arguments can be really healthy yeah but we haven't seemed to have anything to argue about no you would have thought we would considering we spent like what 18 hours a day together (laughs) (laughs) I mean at least like sisters you know it's sort of like kind of a bicker now and again (laughs) that's impressive really weird (laughs) but I think I think when you're talking about no judgment but honesty which is quite an interesting combination it's like obviously that works it doesn't create conflict. You take each other, you trust each other. I mean, you talk you talk about your pride for Nat, which again, it's like you're very give you're both very giving. You mentioned it a second ago that you know you kind of want the best for everyone at a party or you want everyone to be having a great time. Is that what this friendship is about? Is that where that pride comes from? You want the best for your friend. I have found in the last couple of years with my career, because I spent years, Nat knows that in the mud, earning nothing, being a bit in the shit. And Nat's seen me through that journey to where I am now, where a lot of people say, oh, she's really successful and she's doing well. But with that has come a lot of, like, people who may not have had the best intentions for me recently or, like, I found it really tough to deal with, the fact that some friends don't like to see you doing well. Mm -hmm. But Nat is someone who just, like, wants to push me even further and, like, really cares that I do well. So that's why she's, like, one of my closest friends. And I think that's really important because we're in completely different fields, like, I've done talks at Nat's school about cooking and Nat has come and done some. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's done talks at Counter Talk about like empowerment and how to have self-confidence at work and leadership. So we kind of are very happy for each other in separate fields. And, Mm. you know, there's not really any competition there. But I I don't know, I wonder if we had the same career, maybe we'd be competitive. I don't know. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling (laughs) it. (laughs) I mean, I I thought that was interesting, actually. Such different sectors, obviously such a similar start out going out into the world. I'm assuming that from a lifestyle perspective, 
your hours don't even collide very well because obviously working in kitchens, Rab, that's quite antisocial. And obviously when you're working in a school, you've got to get to bed and get up in the morning. So how has your friendship survived that change in your lifestyles? I think just a serious lack of sleep. Every time <laughs> Rab has an event, she's always like, it's on a Monday. And I'm like, but why is it on a Monday? <laughs> always on a Monday. And on Tuesday, I'm always very bleary <laughs> from a lack of sleep. No, I think it's no matter which industry, no matter how tired we are, I think we always make time for each other. If that means that we know that we need to talk at some really random point during the day, then that will be that. Or voice notes. We're a big fan of Are voice you? notes mm. as well. Yeah, I think it's, I don't know, about making time for each other. That's what I would say. I don't know. Yeah. What about you? Nat's been really compassionate to the point where sometimes I'll be doing like back to back, like 14, 15 like days in a row. And then Nat has a lot of compassion for the fact that she knows that I'm tired. And she'll be like, okay, I'm not going to pressure you to do this right now. Or she really gets that or she'll be like, oh, I'll just pop round because she knows that I'm so exhausted that she'll come to me. And I feel like that's been really great, actually. And she supports all of my events. And yeah, we talk a lot on the phone, actually. at silly times. Because Nat also, she says this, but she's also up until one o'clock in the morning every day. It's just a lot of coffee, really. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nat, how has it been for you watching Rav's success recently as her profile's grown? I think I've been so proud. She says pride. I also say pride (laughs) because she's just worked so hard. I think it's only if you've known her really well and you've known her for a long time that you realise the graft that she's put in um, since we've left university in order to be able to get where she is now. I say pride, but it's also one of those I knew it was going to happen because she'd worked so hard and she's amazing. So I kind of always knew even when she was like, mm, am I doing the right thing? I was like, no, you are, and you will be amazing. And she is amazing. And I just know that this isn't kind of the end. It's almost like the start um, for her and that she's going to go super far. She's, she's just been amazing. And I think it is difficult. All of those um, people that we were talking about that might not have the best intentions. I think that security guard, bodyguard part of me comes out a little bit. And I suppose it's about being able to temper that because it's not the same as being in a club. And being <laughs> able to shout at someone that Rav doesn't drink. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You're, you're reaching across social media now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> blocking, blocking. <laughs> Hunting down trolls. <laughs> I mean, I think that's really interesting because obviously, particularly because of social media, but it's very easy to make it look effortless. And when you've witnessed that, and you do, I mean, you do, it looks fabulous and everything you do looks incredible. And it's easy to think that that just happened. You just woke up one day and decided to do it. And I think it's really essential to remember all of that work that goes on in the background. I know, Rav, because we've had a conversation about this before, that sometimes you make many, many, many cakes in a row. I remember, I think, when I spoke to you before, you'd done this kind of chocolate, trying to make the perfect chocolate cake or something like that. There were like 30 or 40 chocolate cakes. So Alex and I want to know how much of those go in that direction. (laughs) How much of a feeder are you, Rav? Well, I'm a feeder whenever Nat's around, but a lot of the time I'll make something that I know Nat loves. It's like always apple, always citrus. I always say on a dessert menu, you've got to balance it. And I always think you've got the chocolate person, you've got the creamy fruity, 
you've got the citrus person and then you've got the pudding person. And I always say the citrus person is nap. I always think <laughs> about that when I write a dessert menu and it has to be tropical or it has to have apple and it has to be slightly sour. But whenever I make a lot of these cakes, I'll ring her and say, oh, I've just made your dream cake. And she'll, she'll just shout, why am I not there? <laughs> <laughs> And like, yeah, Nat gets quite annoyed at the fact that often I'll be teasing her about it, but it's possible for her to have some. On Instagram, I'm always the first person to comment, even when you might not even know what it is, but I instantaneously know that it has apple in it. I'm like, why do I not have this right now? (laughs) But then like, for example, when she came to the pop-up, I was like, I've got to make a sorbet because Nat's coming and Nat likes sorbet. You know, yeah. and I absolutely loved it. Yeah, it was so sour, delicious, amazing. Oh, it made me so happy. <laughs> I also feel like I had all of the trial cakes when we were at uni. Like yeah. you were still yeah. baking and cooking when we were at uni, so I had all of it then. Um, Nat, <laughs> do you cook for Rav? Yes, Christmas yeah. when I made you that beef yeah. Wellington. I had Christmas Day with Nat this year. Oh, no. last year, yeah. Last year, yeah. I've always private catered every Christmas day to like a family that wants Christmas dinner because it used to be my highest earning day. The first time I did it, didn't do it, was this year. It was amazing. But on my drive back, I went to Nat's house and she cooked me a whole Christmas dinner. So, yeah. Oh. Really nice. And you attempted pastry. I mean, it's like, that, that's impressive. I bought the pastry. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Making a beef Wellington was more difficult enough. I'm not about to be making the pastry. I was like, no. you've got a pastry chef coming to your house. What are you thinking? No. <laughs> but then, like, often I don't always do a lot of cooking in my house because I'm always so, like, running around. But if I'm ever in a restaurant, Nat always comes. She always comes to the restaurant I'm working at and then I just send her loads of food. So oh, nice. That's, That's a good perk of the friendship, isn't it? <laughs> Lisa, I feel like you need to up your cooking <laughs> game, please. Barely. I'm, I, think, I mean, Alex is a baker. and oh, really? um, Yeah, so she, she always makes... I mean, on a very different level. She, do, she, she loves it. And so that's always been one of the gaps in our friendship is that I'm like, I'll come to you then. <laughs> you make me lovely things. <laughs> Going back to the letter, you, you wrapped it up by saying you're looking forward to this future of more of the same together, which I thought was really nice that you just not had enough. You want many more years. What do you think that future looks like? Nat, what do you think it looks like? I think it looks like Rav getting even bigger, even more successful. I think it looks like a lot of laughter. I think a lot more merging of people in our lives, if I'm honest as well. Yeah, I I think it's just going to be filled with laughter. I know there's going to be ups and downs, but I know that no matter what, she will always be there for me. Um, so, yeah, love, laughter and happiness. Oh, my gosh, that's so cheesy. So it's so cheesy. I might get it printed as a poster. But I love it. <laughs> I love everything about it. Rab, what does it look like to you? Well, I think I really want to see Nat blossom even more because she's hit a point in her career where she's kind of at the top of her game where she is. And I want to see her start doing more for herself, actually. building a business of her own that we talk about all the time. And I know that Nat's got all these goals. Like Nat always wanted to open a youth centre and Nat cares so much about the future of like education and kids and like where people learn. And also she's got a lot like a passion for helping people learn how to save their money. Like she's just like a very well-intentioned human being. And I just can't wait to see what she does with all of that energy in the future. And of course, we're going to eat loads together 
we're going to hang out together, you know, <laughs> and just, yeah, way more times to eat a lot of food and be silly. Oh, <laughs> Flourishing. Well, that sounds like a perfect future of a friendship. Uh, look, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. I am literally, my face is aching a little bit. I feel like I've been grinning so much through the whole thing. You have such a wonderful friendship like the energy is insane so thank you so much and thank you for sharing your letter thank you so much and thanks for having us this was so fun thank you really enjoyed it thank you oh as i've said with literally every single one of these i loved that and i loved them and their friendship which just seemed so light and fun and sort of the kind of person I um, would like to be friends with. I'd like to to join that group. I may start stalking them at um, Rav's events. They're just so infectious, aren't they? Their energy is incredible. I mean, it's just pure laughter and positivity. And I really like that about them. And I think once again, sitting chatting to friends who are just want the best for each other, it just shows you how unique and special a friendship can be and I love that I love their no judgment I love the fact that they know they've got each other's backs and they're never at risk never in jeopardy it's just the ultimate safe space it's so lovely and I'll be honest I love the fact that Nat gets to um <laughs> be the chief taster for Rav <laughs> and um, I want to offer myself up uh, as an extra taster should she be busy um and I like all the things chocolates citrus so uh yeah I feel like that with you, Alex. I feel like I'm your chief taster sometimes. That's the beauty of having a friend that bakes. It is. I think I'm a far inferior baker, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, thanks again to Rav Gill for writing and sharing her friendship love letter to Natalie. Uh, Rav's new book, which sounds excellent, Sugar I Love You, Knockout Recipes to Celebrate the Sweeter Things in Life, is on pre-order now for its release in October. If you've been inspired to write a love letter to your friend, and we hope you do because we are on a mission to reclaim love letters for the most important relationships in our lives, we want to read and hear yours. Hop over to our Love Letter to My Friend account on Instagram and DM us your letters and voice notes and we'll put our favourites in a future episode. We'd like to ask you a friendly favour too. If you rate and review this podcast, it will really help us to reach more people. And don't forget to subscribe so you can hear more friends share their love letters. Thanks so much for listening, friends. This series is the brainchild of hosts and friends Lisa Smosarski and Alex Walker and is an II Studios production. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.